So I'm having a chat with Tony Christie. How are you? I'm good, man. Yeah, very good. Good. Very busy. Very busy. I'm not complaining. (laughs) (laughs) I can well imagine because uh, you have just released a brand new record. A new album, yeah. And a new autobiography, yes. Um, Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's all busy. I'm doing promotion and a lot of running around making phone calls. So, uh, yeah, it's part of the, part of the, go- the, the gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so let's start off and uh, talk about your 20th studio album, Pop yeah. Nonsense. Tell us yeah. about the record. Yeah, it's, uh, it took about uh, n- nearly two years, a year and a half to two years to make. First of all, they sent me some uh, demos, which were, were not very good demos, but they said, no, we can make them sound a lot better than that. And we just took our time. And gradually and gradually, I think, yeah, these songs are bloody good. So, um, you know, we, we did a lot of it over here in, in the UK. And a lot of it, particularly the vocals, were done in, um, in Portugal because mm. Danny McAllister, who produced the album, and did some writing on, and wrote a few songs on there. Uh, he's uh, from originally from Birmingham, uh, married a Portuguese girl, and he works over there uh, in a, in this music school um, as a teacher. And um, so we did it. That's why we did the singing over over there. He has a very good studio over there. And the second track on the album features a, I think, about a fifteen-year-old girl that was one of his pupils. Uh, pupils. And she's so good, because what we were trying to do was get some fam- a famous female singer from over here to sing the female part, but she was so good. I said, no, no, I want that, that voice. is great. Let's, mm. let's have it. I don't know what she looks like, but I think <laughs> she's, she's, a, she's a pupil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, you've uh, on this record, there's uh, 15 tracks. Uh, I haven't listened to them. I, I do enjoy the album, but I want to know which... Are your favourites on the record? There's quite a few. I think I, I think there's about five or six singles on there. To be honest, mm. I like the I like the name, um, Clap Clap, Angels and Me, Bones. There's two two versions of the Bones. Mm. Um, I like them both. To be honest, Girl in a Red Dress. That's a, a typical uh, what I call a hit hit song. Uh, that's Life. That's a great song. Uh, Graffiti is brilliant. I love I love that. Doing it that way, uh, very very basic. And the bonus track, which is on the end, is a, a, a hit I had back in the 80s, uh, back in uh, which was a big big hit in uh, Germany, uh, called Sweet September. Mm. And we've done a, a remix of it, made it more sort of today, if you like. So there's there's yeah. plenty of great tracks on there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like you said, you've been releasing music for years now so how have you developed and how has your music developed over the years over the years oh it's, it's you know I never, I never turn anything down that's, that's my, my you know let's see why do you keep going well I enjoy myself and uh, you know my voice is still there so why not keep singing so and I've done everything yeah. basically you know, from country music to to uh, Irish uh, Irish uh, songs Irish songbook um <laughs> and pop songs, of course. Uh, you know, you, you keep doing those. Did a great, uh, great album with uh, Richard Hawley called Made in Sheffield, which uh, all the songs were written by Sheffield people, groups or, or songwriters. Uh, Jarvis Cocker did, did some stuff of his as well. So I just keep going. You know, if, if it's good, I'll, I'll, I'll say yes. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I've got to bring it up because it was probably one of my favorite uh, times when I was at school back in 2005 when you uh, worked alongside Peter Kay for Is This The Way to Amarillo. What was it like doing something with him um, for comic relief? Well, it was very quick. I mean, uh, it happened so quickly because I'd, I'd been living in in, uh, in Spain for 15 years. Mm. And um, I, I was persuaded by uh, Brian Berg from Universal Records to to get to come over and do a tour because he was planning on putting out a, a big album, a double album. Because um, all my stuff was with Universal, or MCA it used to be. Mm. And he said he'll put it out and if, if I come over and, and do a tour, he will TV advertise it and guarantee it will be top 10. So I said, okay, you can uh, do a tour for me, Sean, I'm my son, because I hadn't worked here for 15 years. Mm. And uh, which he did, he put a 35 concert tour together and uh, they put the album out and it, it made the top 10. And then the, the phone call came for uh, me to do uh, that thing with uh, Richard, uh, Peter Kay, which I got the phone call the night before. Can I get down to London tomorrow to to do my bit on the so yeah I rushed down there went into the dressing room and I brought this beautiful West End suit which cost thousands to wear and Peter Kay said uh, what's that for I said it's my, my suit no he said I want you to wear this and he held up this well have you seen Peter Kay he's about five stone heavier than me <laughs> and he held up he held up this uh, this purple suit and I said That's, I, look, I look silly in that he says well what's the idea he says it's comic relief so I, I put the trousers on, and they fell down, so I had to get me some braces. Uh, I put the jacket on, I looked stupid, and I to, we had to put bulldog clips all the way down the back to make it <laughs> almost fit me with this stupid-looking Hawaiian shirt on it. And they went, went in the studio, went through the song, and then they said, thank you. I said, this, wasn't that a rehearsal? No, no, that was a take. We took, we took that. Thanks, thanks a lot. And that was it. I went out. I just left. I got on a train. I went back up, up north somewhere. I was Preston or somewhere that night, part of the tour. So that was, that's what my meeting with uh, Peter Kay was. <laughs> Wearing his suit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got the picture in front of me, so I can see exactly what you're, uh, what you're describing to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it worked. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, and, and looking to the future now, um, at the end of this month, you are on tour in Europe. Looking forward to be back yeah. on the road. Yes, yes, I enjoy working. And the good thing is that uh, my wife goes with me now because all the kids have left. Mm. They're all married and got kids. So, you know, we, we're going on a, a, a big sleeper coach to carry on my uh, musicians. And this, uh, it has a nice uh, double bedroom at the back for Sue and myself. Uh, that saves all that messing about with, with uh, taking stuff out to go into hotels and everything, you know. So we can we can relax and, and enjoy our little tour. So I'm looking Good. forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what have you got any plans to do uh, some more dates in the UK? Next year we're planning. Mm-hmm. We're planning to get, because we haven't had time to uh, to rehearse the new stuff from the new album, the Pop mm-hmm. Nonsense album. Not had time to do any of that yet, to, you know, rehearse with the band. So we'll start. We'll st- probably start that in the new year and plan a tour, maybe early spring. Mhm. Yeah. Fantastic. And do you have many more plans for 2020? Yes. Um. I've, there's talks going on at the moment with. Um, do you remember a, a ranger called Nelson Riddle? 
Uh, he used to do all the arrangements for Frank Sinatra and Nat King Cole and different people. And I know his son, Chris, who he came over from America, and Chris wants me to go out with the Nelson Riddle Orchestra because Chris has the rights to his father's arrangements, all of them. Mm. Certainly, you can do a do a, a big Sinatra, Nat King Cole, whatever. All those, you know, great, great, great old singers, great old songs with a with a big orchestra, a big band. So that's on, that's in the plans for next year. Excellent, fantastic. And you've, uh, as you mentioned, right at the very start, you do have a new uh, autobiography out called The Song Interpreter. Tell us about yeah. the book. It's long. It's uh. <laughs> well, it's about my life, basically. It goes from being, me being a baby right, mm. uh, right through to the present day. It's, uh, it just tells the story of my childhood and how I, I went into music and how my house was always full of music. But my dad, my dad played the piano and my, my granddad lived with us because his wife had died, my grandma. And uh, he had this little organ which he used to pump, pump with his feet to get the sound. Uh, and I had a, Uncle Jack lived with us, and he was a, he, he had a good voice. He used to sing uh, when he was shaving. Right, <laughs> everybody it was it was music all the time in, in the house. It was great. Yeah, fantastic, excellent. And uh, and finally, one question I'd like to uh, to ask more experienced um, musicians now is that uh, any new artists coming into the world of music, what what would you say to them? What advice would you give them? If they're just about to start out, oh god, that is that is that is a hard one because the the, the business has changed, it really has. Mm. You know, I, I spent I spent ten years on the road learning my trade before mm. I had a hit. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I I really don't know because it's complete. These days, they they have lawyers before they even go in the studios, and they they can have one hit record and be able to retire for life. And that never happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, I have to keep working. I have to keep working. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, fantastic. It's looking, well, it's looking great, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it, it's been a pleasure having a chat with you. Thanks very much indeed for having okay, a chat. Okay, mate. Thanks for ringing. Cheers. All the best. Cheers. Then. All the best to you too. Bye bye. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.